Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Tune out. With Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash nebia. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch the Movie. I'm Mike, he's Jay. We have a tier on Patreon called Immortality is Yours. Take it. And Jason Miller, you sexy son of a fuck. Frank Miller's son. I couldn't believe it. He's at home, washing his tights. So Jason Miller, dude, you picked an amazing movie. We've not seen this in many, many long nights and years. It's Wes Craven's Shocker, Silk. You know what? This is the inspiration for Ace Frehley's solo album, Shock Me, Make Me Feel Better. It's funny that you say that because he's actually on this album. Was he? Him or Peter Chris or one of those fucks. You know, Ace Frehley's one of the worst vocalists I've ever heard in my life. I'm not shitty with you. Go listen to that Shock Me song. Fucking wow. How much crack did you smoke and how many mushrooms did you eat? Shocker is a Wes Craven dude. When you look at Wes Craven's filmography, it just makes you mommy wow. This is one of those. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Movies that it's not like in the upper echelons of what he's done, everybody's not like, shocker, it's right up there with Nightmare. But it feels a lot like Nightmare on Elm Street, and even the intro to the movie is almost the exact same. It's kind of a badass alternate universe, because you know in the start of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, <clears throat> when they show Brady like working on his glove and shit like that, mm -hmm. while the credits are coming up, they do the same thing here, only this guy's like randomly splicing together chords. But they have a cool music song that goes with a cool hook. I mean, it's not the greatest song in the world, but it's got that 80s, fucking 90s rock thing going on. The first time I saw him when he was like, ooh, ah, uh, ee, and he was like, nah, 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 and he was like making weird sounds, it sounded to me like he was the most dedicated satellite repairman ever. He's like, <laughs> I thought he was, he was like, satellite dish, yeah, fuck. <laughs> uh, it also reminded me a little bit of Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. He was like, ooh, ah, ee, feeding on your brain, sucking down your IQ. But dude, the, uh, and, and actually Wes Craven actually made this movie because in a way he was so pissed off about all the shitty sequels that had been coming out for Nightmare. Yeah. Because in his mind, Nightmare 3, which he had a little bit of input on, was the end of the series. But they kept making them, so he decided to make Shocker. And you can totally feel the Nightmare on Elm Street parallels in this movie. It's Peter Berg is the main star of the movie. He's a young football player. And Peter Berg, do you know, do you know who Peter Berg is? I, he looks familiar as fuck. Yeah, that's, he's one of those guys that just looks familiar. But he he's has actually, faces. I'm good with faces, not names. I'm he's, sorry. He's in a bunch of movies and shit like that. He, but he directed Friday Night Lights. He directed Lone Survivor. He directed all those Mark Wahlberg like patriotism movies that have been coming out lately. So he's a good director. See, there's one scene <clears throat> when uh, big Joe Rogan 
who gets mad. <laughs> uh, that's who that guy reminded me of, guys. The, the, the guy that gets electrocuted looks like Joe Rogan when he finally gets pissed off. When he bites the fucking lip off that dude and you see... Ooh, dude, it stretches. God damn! It stretches. Like Stretch one of those, Armstrong! One of those YouTube videos where they eat like, gummy versus real food. It wasn't. Only it was a fucking lip. Oh my god. But at the beginning, <clears throat> you know, he has his friend with the rhino and, and he's playing football and his coach is telling him, he's like, you gotta have your mind and your and your willpower as what? And then he runs into a goalpost. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. Mind and willpower. But to be honest, you look like shit. Go home. I like that scene, dude, because when he's running with the football, but he's looking at the girl, he, you can hear, like, it's almost like one of those Rocky, like, overdubs. He's running with the football, and he goes, yeah, I'm really good. It's 80s horror at its finest when you got the cheesy, like, uh, Megadeth soundtrack going over top of it and all the stuff going on. Plus, it feels, it's actually listed on IMDb as a comedy first. It's a oh, comedy horror. Yes, I which do. is weird. I mean, I don't see it as a comedy. I feel like the first half of the movie, maybe a little bit past the first half, was actually a pretty damn good, like, I like the movie as a whole, like, all the yeah. way through, just for how weird and, and horrific it is. But the first half of the movie, I thought was a good horror movie. It was only until later in the film when they started to get crazy, like once he gets electrocuted. But I love how prolific the serial killer is, because they talk about him on the news a lot, and they're like, this guy is so badass, he gets through locked doors. Like, he's killed people nonstop, nobody can catch they him, kill, like, nobody can people. find a fucking clue, anything. And he's, yeah, he's just killing shit tons of people. It was when he goes to the electric chair, and then he comes out as electricity. Do you know what the funny thing about that whole scene was? Is I was reminded of... Uh... Ernest goes to jail when he gets electrocuted. He's like, I am all that is Frankenstein. It, it kind of felt the same way. But yeah, that part got real fantas uh, fantastical. Actually, before that even. Because you remember, uh, Peter Burke's character, Jonathan Parker, was astral projecting himself. They did that little nightmare stuff. He's walking his girlfriend home, and then all of a sudden he's back in the past was watching cool. shit. That's like, a nightmare. Yeah, I was like, God damn. I was like, I don't know where we're going with this, but what were you, Charles? <laughs> like, that's why I felt like this was Charles Xavier's early life. Like, this is his astral projection. He gets to see what the killer was all about and stuff. And then at the electric chair, you get the reveal. This is a spoiler. Come on, guys. It's old as fuck. But you get the reveal <clears throat> that Mitch, the last words is like, you know, I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy because Jonathan Parker is a foster kid of Don. I think that's his name. Or... Right. I love that scene though because when he tells him that he's his dad when he finds out yeah. you knew as soon as they mentioned like oh he's a stepchild like, oh that's gonna be his dad but when he's getting ready to go to the lecture chair and he's like he's like remember I was beating your mama real nice and then you brought that gun into our family home and then you blew my fucking knee off peckerhead yeah so I mean he, you know who, who else could have played that part really well is the guy that played in Rob Zombie's original hand was like take that damn thing off <laughs> Will Forsyth yeah but this guy played it well too uh, Mitch Pilecki yeah he does look again uh, extreme like Joe Rogan this is what happens to the Sprint guy when he leaves Verizon they do mention somewhere in the background about why he's able to do this with electricity that you know, uh, if you listen to the news reports that are going on, that when they find where his main base of operations is before they take him to the lecture, before they catch him, he, uh, they find like weird like occult symbols and shit and voodoo stuff. So he had been practicing the occult and using that kind of thing to maybe keep himself hidden away. And just because this, I don't know, this kid got astral projection from a fucking cookie jar. I don't know how he got it, but he got it. He got a teddy bear one day. Yeah, he was like, I make a wish. And then, but... Either way, that, that part at least made some kind of sense because you're like, okay, well, it's fantasy, but at least there's some occult times. It's like, and that one reporter's like, and there was a bunch of dead cats. I guess that's a requirement. You gotta have a bunch of dead stuffed cats, and you're like, this motherfucker's serious with voodoo. 
that's the main problem with the whole movie, man, is that, like, even though, like, I, you know, you can give way to a lot of shit. Like, you can suspend disbelief or whatever when he's literally, like, electro-jumping from body to body. It's funny, and it's fun, and I don't care because it's a horror movie, and uh, Freddy and all that shit's way out there. But the problem <laughs> with this movie is, is they don't make rules. Like, there are no rules. Like, whatever, anything that can possibly happen... Everyone's a suspect! <laughs> shit just happens. Like, he just... Gains new possibilities out of nowhere. They don't explain, like, what the parameters are, what he can do, what he can't do. He's jumping out of fucking light sockets. He's jumping in and out of people's bodies. They just, they needed to really tighten this shit. And the movie should have been probably 35 minutes shorter. Big time. Uh, I, well, I mean, I, I guess what it made more sense, I guess, when I was watching is, like, maybe he wanted to take control of his son's body so that he could live again. Like... That would at least make some sort of sense, but all he wanted to do was whip his ass and kill him and then yeah. spank him. But uh, I was also going to, I forgot about this part. He's sitting there, with, they asked him, like, what did he ask for, you know, last meal? He's like, no, he just wanted a TV in his room. And then he's doing this weird ritual and he's like getting shocked. And this thing comes out of the TV. He's like, yes, give it to me. And this thing comes out of the TV and it's like, you got it, baby. And then it gives him like this cool power. And now I'm like, so... That was like the earliest commercial for MTV Music Now, 1990. It felt like a, it could have been a commercial for MTV. Give it to me, baby! It's like rock and roll new generation. It's funny that you say that because he actually, like, the Mitch Pelegi went on, like, one of those TRL shows or whatever in character back in the day to promote the movie because it does feel really MTV and like that. And, dude, it feels, I mean, it's got awesome Wes Craven shit in it. Like, the soundtrack, the yeah. way he's, he's ballsy enough to do crazy shit. Like, eventually what happens is once this guy gains his superpowers, which is basically it's the, it's the script for uh, Halloween Return, because yeah. he goes into the uh, he goes into to get cooked or whatever, and then somehow doesn't die, but he gains all these powers. And then his dad comes over, and probably the best worst line for the movie. He just looks at the chair where it was going. He's like, "Man, that chair kicks ass." I know. You know. <laughs> speaking of the foster father in this for Jonathan Parker, he seems like a cool foster father at first, and then I was like, "You're an asshole." Like yeah. he doesn't even. I mean, I understand why Jonathan Parker wouldn't call him dad, but he calls him Don. And then, like, every time he's like, this is my police scene! Go home and get drunk, Jonathan! Damn! I don't care what you've seen. Like, like after their family dies. Yeah, and he's like, your mother, his girlfriend just got murdered in a fucking bathtub. Yeah, he's going through some shit. All you can say is, go home and get drunk or something. The, the movie itself is fun. Like, I could say it's a fun movie. I, I had fun watching it, except for, like, you mentioned the 35 minutes overshot. I mean, it was done a little bit too much. Overcooked a bit. But it was like a rock video with a sprinkling of Wes Craven horror, Gordon Ramsay style, you fucking donkey. And and that, that in of itself made it quirky and cool enough to kind of keep me entertained and want to know what happens toward the end. Yeah, is it weird that he was jumping through TV shows at the end? Fuck yeah, it's weird. It's kind of cool though, I did enjoy it. Especially the part where they're going through each scene and the one where he's like running next to the beaver, he's like, beaver, open up the door! And then there's one scene when uh, the killer and, and Jonathan Parker are fighting and they, they go into a boxing match <laughs> and the killer stops like kick his ass. <laughs> like I was like he's fucking that's perfect. And if you haven't seen it, if you wonder what he's, what he's talking about, like when he gains these powers, he starts going through fucking TV channels. Like the, he's he's literally they're in TV channels and they they come up to like a Nagasaki documentary and all of a sudden like the explosion blows him away. He's like whoa. There's one part where they're in like the middle of a Vietnam documentary and the killer's like this is my world. <laughs> like he liked it, but uh, it's it, like stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Exactly like a cheaper version of stay tuned. Or was that little mom and dad save the world? No, it's Stay Tuned. That's stay the same movie? No, no, no. It's a different movie. Was that the Clicker? Stay Tuned. John Ritter. Clicker? The John Ritter. Yeah, John Ritter. Thank you. Yes. Uh, great movie, by the way. Anyhow, but either way, it's a great movie to watch, uh, especially if you're like, I don't know, it's Sunday afternoon with nothing to do. Just turn it on, pop it in, and then fucking think about electricity powers. Have you ever played that game Infamous? Kind of like that. 
it gets electricity power. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, not like, not just like that, but kind of like that. Not really. But anyway, I had fun watching it. Thank you fucking so much, Mr. Miller, Frank Miller's son, for recommending it. It was great. There's an amazing scene, by the way, where he takes over the body of a little girl, and she drives a fucking bulldozer. Yeah. And chases him with, there's a little girl on a bulldozer, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Jim. Yeah. And sometimes Wes Craven has the balls to go into weird places with horror movies, which is why we have Freddy Krueger <clears> and all that awesome shit. But with this, it, it just doesn't work. It's too much. Like, he's literally VHS-style jumping from body to body. I think he was just going weird for, to be weird then. At that point, he was like, yeah. I'm having too much fucking fun. He's like, what can we do with electricity? What can we do? And it makes it fun, and if it works, it works. Oh, but my God, dude. That fucking dog farted. Dog did fart, yeah. <laughs> I smell it, too. Oh, suck me. Look me in the eye while you smell no, it. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, uh, but, no, but it's really fucking entertaining. God damn, dog. If they just, I feel like they should have just cut 30 minutes out of that bitch. Like when, when his dead girlfriend starts to come back, yeah. is he scared? Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Dude, it got to like Death Club <laughs> 7. We're in fucking, the, the, we're in World War 3. I don't want it! Oh, it's in my mouth. Dude, fucking. It's in my. <laughs> the fucking clock is five minutes till midnight. <laughs> oh, Dude, it's. What? <laughs> Finish it! Finish it! Finish it! What did you uh, do? My heart's hurting, dude. I can't take much more. Anyway, so, uh... You I, must fuck us! I can't see! <laughs> Go through it. Um, well, you got the glow. You need to glow to glow to grow. I get, I, do, I, give, I give it... Because of Peter Berg's performance, because the awesome horror stuff that goes into eggs. it, because of how great the first half of the movie was, I give this movie a strong 7. That's. I was going to give it a 7 myself. Of course you were! 7 myself. I might have got a 7.5, but now my brain's all fucking suffocating from a fart that a dog let out. I can't think. But, god damn, dude. Like, you guys ever... Like, if Hardy's serving egg biscuits, and you walked in, it's like three-day-old egg biscuits. They just, they had left out in the sun. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll go with that. Oh. I like what you did. Anyway, so 7.0 for both of us. I had a good time watching it. Um, dear Lord, I've gone cross-eyed. And... I, the question of the day that I want to ask you guys, I know that Mike always has questions, but well, fuck this, it's my day right now. I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Did you ever find it, like, did you ever get turned on with Bugs Bunny put on a dress and played as a woman? No, I was just asking. <laughs> so that's why I asked the questions, Jay. I was just asking. Uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, check out Shocker. Uh, thank you again for recommending it. I had a good time watching it. I, by the way, I want to also point out, there's a little bit of uh, Remember the Titan shit going on at the, with yeah. the football team. Because it's like, they barely know this fucking guy. It's like, I'm your friend till the end. Everybody get together. We're breaking into the power station, committing a felony. <laughs> okay, let's do that. It's one of those random, this movie just veers off into strange territory. Like the girlfriend, dude. She's literally astral projecting out of her heart. And then, like, the only thing that can stop him is it's her the, heart yeah, yeah. It's like, you only went out with him for two weeks. You know what? They didn't have sex yet. Yeah, but they did when they, when they, when they were in Dreamland. I think they did. I guess. I think he put it in. But <clears throat> also, I want to point out that that scene actually made me sad. It was actually a sad scene. You thought that was sad? Yeah, because he was oh, like... When she, when she was dead. Yeah, when he was like, you know, hugging her and stuff. And like, I don't know. Like, he was like, I never want to... It was just sad, man. I felt it. Nothing more sad than this fucking dog's anus, though. Let's please go! <laughs> that sounds so bad. Uh, Jason Miller, dude, thank you so much. It's a great recommendation. I'm really glad you picked this one, man. It was a fun one to review and a fun one to watch. And you got to love some goddamn Wes Craven up your ass. Love it. I mean, yeah, I like it. If you're new to this channel, click that subscribe button and get some motherfucking wham up in you.
With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia.